another episode of This Is Lit, the podcast where we talk about all things film and literature. Joining me today is the wonderful Prue Baker. How are you doing, Prue? Oh, not too bad, not too bad. It's good. And you? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. <laughs> good. Um, and I also have with me Sean Clark. Hello. 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 How are you, Sean? I am doing grand. Thank you so much for That's asking. Great How are you? Are you good? Uh, as you would have heard me say, not bad. <laughs> Unless it's a change, you do that one. Like, you next. always <laughs> push it on me. Why? Why must you do this? Sorry. Um, cool. So, yeah, um, today's episode, we will be continuing our discussion of Rear Window, um, where we're going to yeah talk a little bit about some of the themes and symbolism within the movie. And then we're also going to talk about how to answer an essay question properly. We've got an example to go through with you guys. And then we're finishing off with a game called Who Said That? Um, So, yeah, I guess we'll jump right into it. Who can tell me a little bit about some of the themes in Rear Window? All right. So me personally, I think like we always talk about voyeurism as a theme. Boring, boring, boring. We all know about that. Privacy is a theme. We talk about... um, gender roles as well. The one that I wanted to talk about at the moment was the theme of confinement. I thought you were going to say the American dream then. No, no, I'm not. Um, I feel really bad though because a lot of my students will be writing on that on their sack. Mm. Um, that one lesson I did did with them mm. must have really stuck with them. Um, yeah, um, so a major driver of rear, rear window is obviously like human desire. Hitchcock emphasize, emphasizes this often uncomfortable reality in the way of the actions of individuals and how they're shaped in their pers- pursuit of freedom and self-satisfaction. Um, this obviously is especially apparent with like Jeffries and Lisa um, about how they you know wish to escape the confinements of their life obviously with Jeff it's like with his broken leg actual physical confinement physical confinement but also I want to argue that he also has a mental like he's also like mentally confined or emotionally confined um, regarding like of his own like self imprisonment though like he's not meant he's not confined by society he can do whatever he wants by society yeah but like he can't go on to have like a happy relationship with Lisa because he's like well he's she's probably not good enough for me no whatever no yeah it's it's our own making as I said yeah but like (laughs) (laughs) do you you agree do you agree Emily um yeah, like, I don't feel sorry for Jeff in that respect. It's like, you're choosing not to... Yeah, it's an active life. choice. Yeah, you actually don't want a consensual, yeah. like, relationship or marriage, so... He's got society in the palm of his hand. He's a white male. Like, yeah, but, like, let's think wrong. about... Like, we don't know anything about his upbringing or anything like that. Maybe he had, like, a terrible, terrible upbringing, <laughs> and that's what... <laughs> what clues do we get about that, though? <laughs> <laughs> As I believe um, other English teachers have said, we can only go by what's in the text, can't we? So. We can only. Well, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Um, and like, he just fears marriage, fears romance, fears relationships. He's like, oh no, like maybe something happened to him, you know? Well, I would say that he's like too free. Too free. Yeah, and then he thinks that marriage is going to, you know, it's the old ball and chain and it's it's imprisonment and he yeah. um, doesn't want that, whereas he wants to go and hike, you know, the Himalayas and take photographs all around the world. So it's more that Jeffrey's, like, fears confinement, which for him is a relationship. Yeah, his yeah. relationship or marriage is confinement for him. He has to st- If he gets married, he can't go and have these long 
adventures and journeys, he has to stay home and okay. listen to the nagging wife and the electric, electric dishwasher. Dish yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm. right. Which is all evidence of like the new and like consumerist, um, like consumerist lifestyle mm. post-war. Mm. Continue because of the American dream. Because of the pursuit of the American dream. Because of the war. Anyway, keep <laughs> <laughs> um, And another one is uh, another really really interesting thing that I like to talk about is like keeping up appearances. Um, as well one really big thing that I have um, thought about recently in the last year of teaching this this is like my third year of teaching this text second year no third, third year yes third Jesus um, is how um, your view of Miss Torso <laughs> alters from the beginning of the film to the end, how you, at the start, you think she's like a bit of a floozy. That's how Hitchcock has decided to present her. Um, and then at the end, you actually realise that she has like that, it seems like the army army guy, like he seems mm. to be wearing like the army outfit. Um, and then she comes home and's like, oh my God, like, oh my God, I love you. I've been waiting mm. for you or whatever she says. And then he's just like, oh, what's in the fridge or whatever? Like, yeah. what, what have what's, we got in the yeah. ice box? Good to be home. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah so I was just like going to ask you guys, like, is there any other um, characters in the film that kind of are Hitchcock uh, uses filmic techniques um, to deceive, um, you know, keeping up those appearances? So, like, that mistaken identity. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think at first it's similar as well to Lisa in that, you know, at first she's presented as this glamorous um, woman, wealthy, like, like socialite kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And even with Jeff thinks that, like, in a way for that, stereotypically, she's too perfect for him mm. because she's incredibly gorgeous and knows how to dress and is wealthy and mm. everything is different own. to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And has, yeah, is independent. Yeah, financially um, and socially. I guess we say that. Because yeah. she says, she talks about, um, there's a quote I remember reading today how she's like, oh, you know, um, uh, she's doing... Oh, like juggling wolves or something. No, that's Miss Torso. Oh, no, 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 sorry, I lie. Um... Does she, oh, no, it was like, oh, does she truly love him? And then he was like, oh, and then Jeff was like, oh, I don't know. Uh, and then and then Lisa says, oh, that, the, the, the inside of um, Miss Torso's apartment looks like the inside of my apartment. And so I she's, she's no, I, I, no, I took that as, like, suggesting that she holds, like, like parties um, with lots of, like, glamorous people and glamorous, yeah, no? I think, I know I'm totally wrong. I can't remember it off the top of my head. Yeah, I pushed it. <laughs> It's just like, um, oh, she, yeah, she's like, she doesn't love any of them. Yeah. Like, how do you know? And then that's she's, she's like, she's like, my apartment. It's, uh, like, and then because um, Jeff always alludes to that, Lisa probably lives a life like Miss Torso. Like, she has a pick of the drones, mm -hmm, that kind mm -hmm. of thing. Mm. Um, and then she's like, well, it's like my apartment, isn't it? Mm. As in, like, you should know, like, you're saying that I live that life. Like, mm. you should know. But oh. she actually more relates to Miss Lonely Hearts. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah. Glorious. Because Jeff isn't nice to her. So yeah. she's lonely. Yeah. Sorry for interrupting. With what? You were talking... Yeah. <laughs> what is it? Um, you were talking about how Lisa ultimately changes her yeah, appearance well, at the end. Well, we get this depth of character that I think we get with Miss Torso as well. Like, um, the perspective 
that we have of her that I guess Hitchcock has done on purpose that we apply these like stereotypes like these gender stereotypes onto these women Mm. but they ultimately prove themselves different or prove themselves not to be so one-dimensional or could you argue that Lisa projects a false image to Jeffries well, like I guess women. if you want to have yeah, it as yeah. a feminist take or anti-feminist, I'm like, that's like, <laughs> but the feminist take is that she eventually, like, she proves her worth and she proves her power um, and, but retains her identity, her feminine kind of ways and power, but is like, she's still powerful and she's more powerful over Jeff in the end. Is she though? But then the anti-feminist mm. thing is that she's doing it all for Jeff's attention. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's mm. interesting. I kind of like how you can look at it either way and kind of decide for yourself. Mm. Yeah. That's like, yeah, There's there was one reading in particular that it kind of changed my mind and I was like on the Lisa train then and I'm like, yeah, it's just, mm-hmm. she's like doing all this kind of cool stuff. And showing her power, mm. her feminine power, and yeah. like, whereas all this other feminine stuff was, it's really looked down upon. Like mm. Doyle not taking seriously. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she, Jeff's just super just, condescending about her, the yeah. fact that she's in a fashion like industry. Yeah. And he's like, oh, like and it's all social, and it's like that kind of stuff is really looked down upon because it's she, even though she's so successful, mm. it's still like a kind of stereotypical feminine industry yeah yeah fashion and so then therefore like not good enough yeah 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 um one last quick one is the theme of like community or like social isolation i love that yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. that's my favorite essay kind of prompt to talk about yeah 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 those themes yeah i love it Mm. does hitchcock present this in a positive like the theme of community or like urban society do you reckon he presents it in a positive or a negative light May I? Oh, yes. Oh, sorry. I I was going to say, I was going to say negative. Like, he shows, um, like, you know, the fact that just because you're living with people in close proximity doesn't necessarily mean that that, like, means you're part of a community. Like, you, yeah. Mm. I'm not explaining it very well. No, that's okay. Like, it's the irony of them living so close together physically. Yeah, literally all in the same building, but then they don't even know what's going on Mm. next door. And Mm. it's not until Jeff, you know, literally can't do anything else but, like, stare out his window that he's like, oh, yeah, like, look at all these people in my courtyard that I know nothing about, like, Mm. and that they don't interact with each other either. One thing that I remember reading like ages ago was that um, Hitchcock actually, you could like think about this another way, and you could think that like he presents this in a positive life because he's presenting such a wide scope of American society living side by side with each other. Is it wide scope? Yeah. How? Because you've got what different interests? Yeah, different. They're all the same kind of people. Are they? they? Well, they all no have different interests. I mean, they're all, no I feel like they're all still the same socioeconomic. Yeah. They're all white. Yeah? Yeah. yeah the but, came to mind for me. I was like, they all, yeah, they're all just like white, like roughly the same age. Or, I guess it's no, not, they're not. They're not. Newlyweds, dog lovers. Miss Lonely Hearts mm-hmm. is considered to be like, it's inferred that she's probably quite black, not old, but like middle-aged. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Stella's, I know she doesn't live there, but like she's middle-aged. Lisa's young, beautiful. Mm-hmm. I Lisa feel doesn't like live there though. Lisa's from a different true. world. True, 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 true. Mm. Miss Torso's young, beautiful. I don't know, I feel like there's lots of... Oh, you guys suck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've taught this the longest. <laughs> um, I'm not even teaching it right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
this, I remember one of the things I really liked about, um, yeah, the whole theme of like social isolation community is that the one thing that weaves all the lives together is the soundtrack. So mm. it's the music that comes in and out of their apartments and the noises and stuff, which is like the only thing that kind of like, yeah, brings their lives together. Yeah, and even saves Miss Lonely Hearts. Mm, yeah. And then at the end, she's like, you don't know what this music has meant it's to me. Yeah. 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 Mm. Which is sweet. Yeah. Mm. Just cure it. Yeah. Um, cool. 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 Um, well, I guess we'll move right along to some of the symbols within the film. So, Prue Baker, what have you got? All right, off the top of my head, uh, some of the symbols that I'm trying to instill in my students would be... The Are they taking this on board? Only they know that. <laughs> <laughs> it's in God's hands oh, now. Yeah. <laughs> um, so one is the wedding ring. Oh, yes. Symbolic of. I wonder, yeah. It's so hidden, yeah. It's really complex. You wouldn't understand it. Who are you? like a When two people really love each other. Um, so, symbolic of marriage. Um, and that it's also, I think it ties in, I think, uh, so it's twofold in a way. So, it kind of explains or symbol. It's a symbol of like the value that society has towards marriage in the fact that Lisa, she's like so adamant that Mrs. Thor would never leave the, her apartment without her wedding ring. Yes. Yeah. Wasn't and, that, was that their first major clue? Yeah. But the thing, I don't know where I read this. It was like the Lisa's like the two with the jewelry and the handbag and stuff, but yeah. that's all kind of like really girly things. And so the men didn't really take it seriously, but it was mm. like that, like that feminine intuition or that, like mm. that stereotypical kind of feminine, feminine or, um, item, I guess, interest mm. is actually what like started the ball rolling is actually yeah, like yeah, what yeah, yeah. kind of brought Mr. Thorwald to justice yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. um so without like lisa's like feminine interests or her intuition it they would have never it wouldn't far. have never got they wouldn't yeah. have been able to prove that yeah because lisa went and got the wedding ring and that was the actual thing that the catalyst if yeah you yes. yeah 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 um thank you so much thank you <laughs> um and Lisa, then when she gets it in the apartment, she puts it on her ring, uh, ring finger. Yeah. Like, like, kind of, like, mimes to George. George? Wow. To Jeff. <laughs> George? <laughs> what text I've been reading that's got George? Um, of my and men. <laughs> Jeff. That's a crossover. Yeah. <laughs> um, she mimes to Jeff that she's got the wedding ring, but she's also, I think it's quite symbolic that she's put it on the actual finger where you yeah. put your wedding ring yeah, on yeah. Yeah. yeah and it's kind of like yep I'm here like marry me marry me please yeah. do it now do it now yeah um, a motif that I really like to talk about is like the the heat or the temperature of mm. the of the film as well um, I remember the first time I watched the movie I did not pick up on that but then the second time I was like oh yeah cool so like when um, you know the tension rises in the film um the heat rises as well and then when it's broken the heat kind of breaks and then the rain comes and it, mm. the temperature's lower and stuff like that it was very symbolic it really reminded me have you guys ever read the play 12, 12 Angry, Angry Men yeah, yeah. yeah I was like 12, 12 Angry Men I knew I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, because yeah, when the uh, jurors come to a, it gets hotter and hotter and hotter, and they get like really uncomfortable. Yeah, and, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then the, the some storm or something comes, and then yeah, yeah. And it, like, stabs the table with a knife. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. It's such a good play. Yeah, it's good. Anyway. Bring it back. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we used to study it in year eleven, and then we took it away, and I replaced it with Inheritance. Which is also equally a good play. Yeah, it's very good. Yes. Anyway, um, yeah, so uh, that motif. Um, and the broken leg. Yeah, what anyone? is that? You, what the theme that you just talked about? One yeah. of your faves. Yeah. What is it? <laughs> Confinement? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Good job, me. Um, what about the words, Emily Pratt? The words? Yeah, oh, here lies oh, the broken oh. bones of L.B. Jeffrey. Um, I suppose you could, yeah, suggest that it's like also symbolic of Jeffrey being like a bit of a broken man. Yeah, like part of his, his, his hidden is dead. Yeah, <laughs> or like, like it's a lot of like Hitchcock's. The rear window is described as like macabre humor. So I don't know whether that like is yeah part, part of it. Of it. Yeah. yeah, and like Jeffries is yeah, I think like that. Mm. Um, I also talk about like the the props, which I think can be like symbolic. Of like so the props including like everything that Jeff uses to like aid his voyeurism on mm. his surveillance so the the binoculars and the camera um, which he would use like in his profession but then has suddenly he's used it like his to voyeurism. continue his obsession yeah and then I think like when Stella and Lisa become indoctrinated they then they can tell That'll be Jeffrey's cult. Yeah. Um, what would he call it? Jeffrey's had a cult. Mm. Mm. Peeping Tom's. Peeping Tom's. Yeah. But as a like a satirical kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd be doing it to poke fun at Stella. Yeah. Mm. And then because he's like make Stella like some kind of important. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, yeah, they start using those like binoculars and the camera as well. So when they start watching the neighbours, they also use his equipment. Yeah, of course. Mm, yeah, kind yeah. of symbolising that they now they're also become complicit. Nice. Alrighty. Um, well, yeah, next segment is our essay question breakdown. Alrighty. Exciting. What have you got for a shot? Okay, I'm going to provide you with a very difficult, difficult question. Mm-hmm. And what you guys have to do is tell me kind of like the five steps of like how to break oh, down the question. Yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> I only know one, definitely. Right. Um, so, <laughs> the question is this. Uh, it starts off with a free quote. Free quote has been given to you. I'm not much on rear window ethics. The question follows. The sanctity of domestic privacy supersedes the importance of public responsibility. I need a dictionary. <laughs> to what extent do you agree? The sanctity of domestic privacy supersedes the importance of public responsibility. So if you thought about that, that like, it's for the greater good, it's, it's like it, the greater good, the pri- like public policy, policy. privacy right. is more important than like the individual's yeah. safety. Yeah. And so, and so turning privacy. the question e- like to, to uh, so it's easier for you to answer. What did you do in your mind as you talk through that? 
Um, I probably use uh, all those like really seemingly complicated words. Yeah, sanctity, like, domestic privacy, mm-hmm. supersedes, yeah. public responsibility. Yeah, I made them into words that like I found synonyms, words that like I always like. Yeah, and your dictionary very, in front of you. Yeah, yeah my yeah. dictionary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That you brought to your SAC or exam. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I use that. Yeah, mm-hmm. great. And then you turned it into an easier question. So yeah, I, I asked one, myself. I maybe paraphrased. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. using some of those words, and I asked like more, like follow up questions. Yeah, and yeah. then what's the next thing we do? You reckon? Um, well, next we have to kind of think about what our, like our contention is. Yeah, like whether we, mm-hmm. whether we do agree fully, to an extent, yeah. Yeah. disagree fully. So, or do like, you guys agree to some extent, just mm-hmm. to kind of play it easy, or do you want to agree to the full extent? I always like some. doing to some extent. Yeah. yeah, I think I don't know where I read it, but it was like it's probably good to have a paragraph yeah. that's like kind different. of almost disagrees. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to prevent like present a different interpretation yeah. or opinion. Yeah. yeah, I told that to one of my students um, today actually because mm-hmm. he was like, "Oh, I didn't know that we could have like two yeah. agree and one disagree." I'm like, "No, no, no, have one disagree because then it makes it's it all more around, like it? more comprehensive." Yeah, yeah. yeah. two that even it just it helps because then it's like, oh, it gives you more to talk about. It's it does. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's more broad, like a bigger scope. Yeah, because yeah. you can reuse the same examples and mm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. All right, yeah. so you've developed your contention. Tick, tick, tick. Step yeah. four. Work out what our three body paragraphs would be based yeah. around and start to have a bit of a plan in place for, yeah, what evidence you're going to talk about in each one. Perfect. Um, for the interest of this, do you guys have an idea, like what evidence you would use for like one of your paragraphs for this question the sanctity of domestic privacy supersedes the importance of public responsibility would you say like oh yes i do believe that public responsibility is more important than domestic privacy because Um, the pursuit of justice is greater or so i don't know i'm just this is just off the top of my head so that one so that is arguing that individuals privacy is more important important than the public safety yes Mm-hmm. Yes, the sanctity of domestic privacy supersedes the importance. Yeah, so you can disagree and be like, no, well, I think that public mm-hmm. responsibility is um, greater than people being private because you shouldn't be doing the wrong thing anyway. Or you should be like, no, privacy is the best, and we should all—I <laughs> don't know—we should all adhere to you know uh, people's personal wishes um, because they deserve to live a full and private life. I don't know. I think, yeah, I definitely have, I think, one paragraph agreeing that you do deserve some privacy. I think there's a quote that comes to mind. Doyle. It's a, yeah, it's a secret private secret world. Private world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's kind of like, hey, yeah, I wouldn't love it if I knew that, like, my neighbours were staring at me through binoculars without my knowledge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a bit, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a line, I think, which Jeffrey has crossed during his investigation. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, I guess I would probably would then also go on to have a paragraph, um, about how, yeah, like, probably is um, is necessary at times, like, when there's suspicion, yeah. perhaps. Like, yeah. maybe that's one of the... Um, ideas? Ideas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If yeah. you've got suspicion, then it kind of makes it, like... Yeah, but because that's McCarthyism. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, like it can be justified. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I haven't no, that's well, but yeah. No, 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 that's fine. I've honestly, all two of you that are listening out there, <laughs> including our listener Irish in Ireland. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I've thrown this at them because mm. I'm the worst. Um, yeah, cool, 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 cool. That's it. Maybe um, I'll talk about something about like the devastating consequences of. Yeah, that's what my students talked about a lot. Yeah, too, like the consequences of. 
invading people's People privacy. privacy. Yeah. yeah. Because Hitchcock, you can argue that Hitchcock um, presents voyeurism in a negative light because ultimately he punishes Jeffrey. Jeffrey's. And he also, to some extent, punishes Lisa because at she the end of the arrested. film, she's still... Yeah, she gets arrested. She gets manhandled by, I think, Thorwald as well. Mm. Um, and also at the end of the film, you can also argue probably that she doesn't quite get what she wants yet. Mm. She's having to, and this is that whole... Compromise. compromise and change her lifestyle etc mm-hmm. like she doesn't quite get that so you can say part of me that Hitchcock has um, punished those mm-hmm. who have partaken in voice especially in an immoral way yes the fact that Jeffries was like gonna break the law and like all like the house rules yeah. mm-hmm. um, and how Lisa just broke into the world's apartment mm-hmm. yeah but I would also like to say that I would have a paragraph potentially about like how they get away with it. Free and easy. Like, like she gets out of, Yeah, no, she gets out of jail. Well, did, what did Stella say something about, like, um, even when, if the police... The police will see her and they'll even... They'll contribute to her bail? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. As in, like, she can get away... Like, she's beautiful and she can get away with mm. it. It yeah. seemed to me that Hitchcock was very aware of, like... Um, uh, what's the word... You know, like white upper class, like oh, they'll get away with anything. Privilege, thank you. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I really like this question. Mm, Yeah, yeah. How would you weave in the quote? That's what I'm trying to also instill in my students. Um, because did an old mate examiner say um, that seemingly the students didn't really understand what the quote meant? And then they didn't use it. And then they didn't use it. So they didn't use. They didn't talk about the ideas behind the quote. I'm not much on rear window ethics, so I would weave that in if I had a paragraph. I hate being on the spot. <laughs> Just like you did I to know, us. I know, but I hate it. It highlights fully how Just feel inferior. <laughs> Imposter syndrome. Yeah. Right? Um, ethics so I could does that mean she doesn't understand it or she doesn't agree with it I I think doesn't know much on it like yeah okay I'm not much on yeah yeah she like, doesn't know what's right and wrong when yeah. when Which the rear window know, ethics what does the rear window ethics mean to me that means I'm the ethical like, implications of like looking through through like a, a camera out at the at the rear window mm. like um your back. The moral or immoral choices that they have made mm. for uh, to partake in voyeurism mm. and McCarthyism to ultimately seek justice, but she's like, well, I don't know too much about that because then so it's like highlights her ignorance on it. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I would weave. I'm not much on rear window ethics into a paragraph about how, like, one paragraph, easy paragraph could be like about voyeurism, the immoral implications of voyeurism, and then you could just. Uh, talk about how Stella unfortunately does get like implicated into it drawn into it um, I think one student even wrote like kind of like addicted to it um, which I really liked because I was just like yeah that is mm. it is kind of like an addiction I love the drama like watching watching um, I just um, have to read the essay yeah the essay again. question yeah um, uh, what was I saying um yeah, because uh, it, you know it, uh, it, m- most times during the film um at the beginning she's like oh no like I don't want to do it and then she's like oh I'm going to do this now ha 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 Mm. Um, yeah I would weave that in there somewhere about how voyeurism is immoral Mm. and how Hitchcock you know can is seen to punish those who partake in 
voyeurism within the film and then you can also implicate like also talk about Stella and how like she although she doesn't know too much about it and that she's not much on rear window ethics she still partakes in it says that didn't she yeah oh does Lisa say I thought Stella said it no (gasps) Lisa does it I'm trash Um, I I could apply the same uh, line to Mm. either of those characters though that's how I do it uh, yeah, I talk about how naive she is, or not naive, um, ignorant. I was going to say, that you Same. Could, yeah, maybe talk about how, like, even the, character, the characters themselves aren't sure if what they're doing is ethical or not. But they Especially, go into it anyway. Yeah, so maybe how you could, like, show or use it to discuss how, like, they end up justifying it for themselves. Like, if you have a paragraph, like about how it can be justified. Mm. Yeah. I've also got another idea, and it links back to what we were talking about with mistaken identity. So, like, we could talk about the fact that, like, Jeff's voyeurism or, like, looking through and we only get this kind of one-dimensional, like, glimpse into people's lives and you could use the quote, like, the from Doyle as well, that we can't kind of, like, mistake people and, like... Don't, we don't understand people as much because we're only getting this like one little glimpse yeah, of who yeah, they yeah. are. Yeah, yeah. Um, so like, yeah. So then, like, we need to like respect people's privacy because like looking through their window is like immoral because we don't. Mm. We won't get a ho- the whole picture, mm, no, holistic absolutely. picture of who they are. Mm. Um, and Hitchcock presents them in a certain way because he wants us to make assumptions and um, have thoughts mm. and feelings about it because he's like, yeah, no, I'm saying this about this. Like, marriage isn't great, everybody. Here's mm. this newlywed couple that we see for two seconds through a window and how upset they are. At, um, this is in the quote, like, um, uh, oh, well, if I knew you would quit your job, I wouldn't have married you mm. or something like that. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, right at the end. <laughs> yeah, right at the end. Yeah. She's then they have a fight. I think it's hard to, hard to hear because I think the song Lisa is like playing at that point because it's like a, a panning shot of all the apartment. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, so yeah, so yeah, that's how I. So you'd work out your three ideas. Yeah. Uh, ideas, not character. Yeah, don't make it character based, kids. Yeah. I'll try interviews yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Ideas. Yeah, my students are like, oh, miss, like, is it okay if, like, if it's ideas-based or themes-based, whatever, mm. but can we use characters as evidence? And I was like, yes, guys, yeah. of course. That's what the whole thing that's is. The ev- yeah. Like, yeah. Where, when you talk about a character, that's yeah. your evidence. Yeah. But what is the idea that is, is conveyed behind? conveyed through them. Yeah. Yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I quite often say to my students, like, oh, you can... I don't know, you might, you guys might not agree, but I say, like, oh, Hitchcock, like, uses the character of Lisa. He uses the character of Jeffries to show what? To show um, the implications of voyeurism um, through blah, blah, blah. I told someone why not to say uses. Why? I don't know. I don't remember. Maybe it was just the specific example. Because he, but he is using them because that they're, like, his. he's a director. Mm-hmm. As we know... Wait, what? You shouldn't say Hitchcock uses... Uses this character to... Oh, be like, what do you say? Because I, no, <laughs> I, I hate them saying shows, like, oh, Hitchcock shows. Yeah, see, I think, I don't know, I think, I feel like I was being picky and I was just like, say this is like demonstrated through the character. Oh, yeah, okay. I think it was just a vocab thing where I was just like, mm, I'm going to be annoying. Well, we all know that I'm pretty simplistic and we found that out from this episode. So. <laughs> yeah. No. I'm, I'm joking, I'm joking. Um, anyway, I love that essay question. Mm. If we ever do yes, Rear Window again next year. That so, will absolutely not be on the sack yeah, because we can't use it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, cool. The cleaners are here vacuum. So it's time for us to finish up and have our um, game, our end segment called. Um, who said that? Yeah. <clears throat> All right, you guys ready? 
We'll do it super, super quick because we'll try to beat the cleaners. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> um, you might, I'll give you guys a total of three quotes. Yeah. Um, these quotes are super random. Um, buzz in with your name. My name's too long, though. Just say M. Just say M. Oh, okay. <laughs> Make sure, like, mm, like M, because you've got double M. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, you guys ready? Yeah. Yeah, sure. This one's not bad. It's about time you got married. The um, Jeff's boss. Pro Jeff's boss? Yes, correct. I got that quote wrong today, and I thought it was said by Doyle. I thought it was said by Stella initially, and I'm like, no, I love it. I love it. Um, all right, um, the next one. What have you done with her? Oh, Prue. Is it Jeff to Thorwald? Yes. Mm, that's the note, yeah? Yes. Mm. Good job, good job. Um, I just want to be a part of it somehow. Uh, Prue, Lisa. <laughs> very good, very good. All right, bonus round. Um, modern marriage. Dot dot dot. Um, Get excited. Emily. Yes, and incorrect. Oh. Modern marriage. Dot dot dot. Get excited. I thought you had the get excited. Like I thought that was. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was part of the quote. No, 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 no. no, no, no. My apologies, my apologies. Get excited. Yeah. Well, it's there's only a few people that have a talking um, and role. And yet here we are. And it's not. <laughs> it's not Stella. It's not Stella. Oh, is it Lisa? Correct. Yeah. That was a guess. I don't know. Well done. Is she talking about the newlyweds or? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's talking about the newlyweds and how Jeff's like, oh, Look at them, they're not happy. Well, I'm paraphrasing totally. All right. But they're only ha- not happy towards the end, and he's asleep by then. <laughs> <laughs> no, he goes to the window and Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah, upset yeah. at some point. Okay. He's <laughs> <laughs> like back at him, and you see Jeff, like, smirk, being like, oh, yep, there's a nagging wife, yep. just like I thought. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Okay, well, that's <laughs> our cue. <laughs> 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 it's gone out. <laughs> Yeah. Last one, this last one's super important. All oh, right. Yeah. Sometimes it's worse to stay than it is to run. Uh, Prue. Mm. Is it Lisa? Incorrect. Oh. Oh. Um, you can't buzz in again. This is just a guess, is it Jeff? Correct. Yeah. I thought it was said by Doyle for some reason because I am dumb. Um, yeah. Oh, there you go, guys. <laughs> um, Prue wins. Yeah. Thank you. You're who ultimately wins, though, the cleaner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Love it. Oh, well, that uh, wraps things up for our little mini season of the rear window edition of This Is Lit. Thank you for listening. Um, yeah. I've been we'll, good at concluding things. <laughs> yeah. We'll probably be back. We won't do language analysis. No, we? that's trash. Yeah, boring. Um, maybe like a year 11 text. That would be cool. Perhaps, yeah. yeah. So stay tuned. I would love it if my sometime in the future, perhaps. Perhaps. Don't want to be too definitive here. Yeah. True. Bye. 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 Bye.